0: Welcome to another podcast by Fortello. This is Fortello Talks, and today we talk about buying pre-owned watches. I'm Robert-Jan Brewer, and I'm here together with... Lex. And Dan. Welcome, guys. Um, I think it's a hot topic, and it always has been a hot topic uh, in our offices, and I think it's everywhere a hot topic, buying pre-owned versus new. Um, but before we do so, let's see what we're um, wearing today on our wrists. Lex.
1: Fratellores, the first one, bronze, oxblood, um, grey suede strap, very wintry, very festive, ready for the holidays. It looks like a festive watch. Yes, That's it's nice. nice. Yes, Santa would wear this. Yeah. And you never cleaned it? The no, props. no, 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 I'm a very dirty guy. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> How old is it now? Um, one and a half years old. Hmm. Yeah, I just cleaned it after
0: yeah. uh, two years. Was it necessary? Mm, well, did it go all I, black or green or what kind of color did it develop?
2: No, it was kind of like um, like Lexus now, is, but a li- little bit darker. So it's yeah brown and uh, very matte. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason I cleaned it was that I got a new uh, bracelet for it, the bronze bracelet. Yeah. And that came out of the paper uh, <laughs> shiny and new. So I was like, okay, let's uh, match the, the color of the watch with the bracelet. And it kind of worked. The bracelet is a lot more shiny, has a lot more luster. Yeah, and the watch is more uh, after cleaning is more matte. It has like yeah, it, mm. it's not Can't shiny. Can you get the anymore. shine back? I tried um, first. I tried uh, lemon juice and baking powder. Yeah, and then uh, some people said uh, let's use some uh, uh, vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I tried vinegar as well. But then uh, no, it didn't didn't really change anything. Okay, and uh, now I'll just wait for the bracelet to. Uh, to Lose its shine and then, no, uh, yeah. I, I, I think oh, they'll get wear it for a week, it's, yeah, exactly. Here or there.
0: So, okay. what watch are you wearing?
2: And uh, today, I'm wearing my uh, um, Gégère Le Coutre uh, Reverso, the medium duo face, JJ Le Coutre. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a watch I bought new actually, but uh, so not very, not very uh, into the theme for today, no.
1: But, uh, but yeah. what are you wearing? Yeah, I,
0: I came prepared. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. No, I'm wearing a pre-owned uh, watch. It's funny because uh, it's a... Well, let's first start by saying what it is. It's a Seamaster Professional 300 meters, or these days they call it a Seamaster Divers 300M. Oh, yeah. Um, that changed somewhere uh, during the course. But um, it's a 2531.80 reference, and that's also the one that was used to... Uh, in one of the 90s Bond movies, I think it was Tomorrow Never Dies, that one came behind GoldenEye, right? Yeah. After GoldenEye. Yeah, so in GoldenEye they used the quartz version of this, and then later on the automatic version. So this is a the blue dial and blue bezel, Seamaster 300M, and I bought my first one in the year 2000. That was a new one? That was a new one. So yeah, at first I bought it new. And um I was a student and but I also did some some work during the summer at this publishing house Elsevier. I think these days it's a read business. Yeah. The name. And if it still exists, I even actually don't know. Um but I had a summer job and after the summer I had enough money to uh, to purchase the C 300 m new and um three and a half thousand guilders, <laughs> which uh probably around sixteen hundred euros or something back then. Yeah. Um yeah, a wonderful watch. I wore for a long time and at that time was considered really big. It's 41 millimeters. So I got a lot of comments from also non-watch people. What kind of
2: wall clock are you wearing? So, was like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought bigger that. watches were the thing uh, back in the days.
0: Yeah, it was. But uh, yeah, some people, they they regarded it as really big. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel it's a... Anyway, 41, I think it wears nicely. The new one is 42, I think, the current one. So, I had that for a couple of years, and then um, I sold it to buy something else, basically. And I noticed that I kept buying this watch back. So, this is my fourth or fifth, actually. Oh. And all the others. So <coughs> the first one I bought new, and the, the others I all bought back pre-owned. You could also say you never learn if you have to
1: buy it back four or five times. Yeah, so are you are going to sell this one again as well? And no. then buy it back No, no. no I,
0: I bought this one back uh, end of 2017. Oh. And I bought it back actually because during my holidays, I always found these people, always English, by the way, wearing the Seamaster 300 around the pool of the hotel or, <laughs> or wherever we went. And... Um, oh that looks good and i need to have one back so in 2017 i knew that there would be a new one a new 300m in 2018 because it was also the 25th anniversary of this model and they needed to upgrade it to to the new uh, movements the in-house movements i thought yeah if i don't buy it back now then it will become probably quite expensive yeah and i don't get the opportunity anymore to to buy that exact model back for like normal amounts of money so I think I paid 1700 euros, it's from 2004, so mm-hmm. it's the model with the sum- Superluminova uh, that changed in 98, I think.
2: And an ETA uh, movement, right?
0: Yeah, so it's a Omega Caliber 1120, which is basically a nicely decorated ETA 2892-A2. <laughs> it's a very popular movement, I think a lot of brands used it, Breitling, IWC. It's also the same as in my uh,
2: Santos. Yeah, uh,
0: Cartier used it. And I think that was until I think um, Hayek, the, the uh, senior Hayek um, announced in 2003 it was that he said, okay, we will stop distributing all the ATA movements yeah. to companies outside of Swatch Group. And I think he was uh, whistled back by some government uh, yeah. instance yeah. that he couldn't do that anymore. So, <clears throat> But I think it, it was the start sign basically for a lot of brands to go either in-house, and I think brands like Breitling and IWC did so. Um, Brands like Caché also did it, but much later, Very later. Um, and they also started to use Salita movements, which yeah. are basically a blue copy of, uh, uh, or carbon copy, carbon, of the Etta yeah, yeah, movements. Um, but yeah, so I bought this watch new. How did it look like?
1: What, what did it look like? Sorry. In what state was it? You were never reluctant to buy it when you saw it. Did you buy it on Chrono, or did you buy it? Where did you buy it? I I think I bought it it
0: from... uh, There was a Facebook group um, that that says buy and sell watches or something. Ah, And there was a a guy from Belgium, I think, that uh, offered it. And I said, yeah, I need to have it. Because if I don't do it now, I will never do it. And the condition was really good because I I really... Yeah, the watch needs to be in a proper condition. It can be worn. Yeah. And uh, the the bezel is a little bit discolored. So it's a bit more light blue than it originally was. Yeah. And... um, Uh, The the thing you see often with uh, this model is that the tip of the second hand is is red, but it goes into pink uh, after wearing it, I think, in the sun, if it's exposed to a lot Mm -hmm. of sun or something. So This one isn't, so it's very red still. Um, It's from Belgium. It's it's from Belgium, so Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, it came complete with box papers. Everything was there. Uh, All the links were there. And that's for me then important. It's like a complete set. Um, the box you can buy, the papers are a bit more uh, uh, authentic to the watch or connected to the watch. But um, yeah, it's a, I think it's a nice watch and I, uh, I don't wear it that often, but it's. A, I think it's a nice uh, piece. So for you, aside from the watch, I think most important for me, also for this uh, podcast episode is does it make a difference if you buy new or pre-owned? Now, yesterday, or was it a Sunday, I put a picture of my uh, Day-Date uh, on my Instagram. Uh, at RJ Brewer, if you want to follow me. If you already do, doesn't do so, don't do so. Um, <laughs> I got a message from someone who said, oh yeah, I need a Day-Date. I said, oh, well, now's the time because they're still cheaper than a modern uh, sports Rolex watch. Yeah, And he said, yeah, but I have uh, OCD. And then, indeed, if you want to buy pre-owned, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a bit uh, difficult yeah. perhaps to buy a watch that has been worn by someone else and perhaps has some scratches and uh, dings or... Uh, I mean, you can find a watch that is as new if you buy pre-owned, but often, yeah, there are signs of wear. Also, when I bought my day it was super nice and very taken care of in a, in, a, in a very nice way, but still you can see it's a worn watch.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some of these uh, like new old stock watches that have never been worn, maybe even have the stickers on, mm-hmm. but usually there's a quite a premium of those watches. Yeah, I bought a
0: new old stock Speedmaster for my year of birth from 77, Still in the stickers with the tags, <laughs> everything, yeah. and it was quite well. I traded it, but in the end, it was a, an expensive uh, exercise, uh, I guess. But um and in the end, also not worth it to me. I mean, it's nice that it's a birth year watch, but the thing is, I never wear it because oh man, it's a pity. Yeah. if yeah. it gets scratched because it's like really new.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, but and I had, a, I had an example. I, I just bought an uh, a Rolex Explorer uh one, mm-hmm. and. um like prices, pre-owned. Yeah, yeah, pre-owned. And prices right now are like around 6, 7K. Um, And I saw a, a, nev- a new old stock model and it was like 12K. Yeah. So like double the money. <laughs> and, the, and the new Explorer 36 is? 7. seven. The retail is 7. k yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: it's. In. But you preferred the one you have now over the new one. So you also, you never considered the new one, right?
2: Well, I did consider, but sorry. you like the the older one better. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> and that can also
0: be a very valid reason to buy pre-owned, of, of course, course, because uh, then a new yeah. model is not to your liking or they changed it or it's
1: discontinued. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. sometimes you don't have a choice. No.
0: No, sometimes you don't have a choice and it's for me was with the day-date, I don't like the Well, I like the day-date, that's all fine, but the newer day-dates also the 36 models which I prefer, they have a, a polished top uh, on the mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And the old one has a brushed finish on uh, on top of the luck, so yeah. I prefer the previous references. Yeah. Um, that, for me, would be the reason uh, to buy a, a pre-owned one. Uh, aside from the price, because the price is also more attractive on the pre-owned day yeah. dates. Um Pre-owned could also be a reason to buy a gold watch, for example. Now we're talking about it,
1: and it's, we just—it's def- a clever way of getting a gold watch, actually. Yeah.
0: And before we started this recording, we we briefly mentioned the uh, Breguet uh, Tradition. That's also a watch that you can perfectly buy pre-owned. Yeah. Is a beautiful watch, and uh, to, it takes a massive hit if you buy it at retail. Mm. So then, pre-owned is a nice uh, way to buy yourself into a brand like briguet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, Lex, tell me. Um, <laughs> You're not really the pre-owned buyer, are you? No, 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 no. I I think (laughs) I have just one pre-owned watch. And that was actually an alternative to another watch I couldn't afford at the time. Because I remember being at a Grand Seiko uh, event. I think that was uh, at the uh, Okura.
0: Oh, that we organized yeah, a few years ago. Ex- yeah. Exactly,
1: and then uh, we ended uh, in the. I think we ended in the boutique or something. Mm-hmm. And, I, um, and I, I really, really wanted a, a, a Grand Psycho, but at that time it was just the it was the the wrong time to buy a Grand Psycho. And then I. I remember sitting in the bus back to somewhere I don't know how it happened, but then I thought, "Yeah, we why need not? To go back to
0: the hotel because that's, uh, that's the Okures Hotel in Amsterdam, yeah. and that's where the cars are parked." Ah, that's uh, what
1: parked. it was. That was, and th- then then it then I had this brilliant moment, if I say so myself. I thought, ah, I could also just buy a vintage King Psycho with the forty four GS case. Yeah. So I went online, and uh, three minutes later, I bought a 1970s King Seiko in the 44GS case for 600 euros. And it had to come from Hungary. And um, yeah, well, it arrived a week later, and I'm really happy with it. And then the the, the back fell off, so I had to screw (laughs) that back on. (laughs) So it was a fantastic experience. But ever since I screwed it back on correctly, then um, I put on another strap, and uh, I'm really happy with it. But yeah, well, it's a 1970s thingy, It wasn't that expensive. There was a little flaw on the dial, and um, you mentioned the OCD guy. So um, that was that that was uh, quite hard for me to to deal with. Now I now I can deal with it. It was a bit difficult because I do like my watches to be. Completely pristine. pristine when you buy them. Yeah, when I buy them. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm also not. <laughs> I know some of the the guys at Fratello. They really like their watches banged up and stuff. Nah, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind a few scratches, but the yeah. I, the first scratch on my Grand Psycho I bought quite recently. Now I could afford one. That was good. Uh, that first scratch, I can still remember how it happened and how much it hurt. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, I want to be the one who delivers the yeah. first scratch, at yeah. least. But still, that King Psycho was a was a was a good experience. But I have to be honest; uh, ever since, I never bought anything secondhand. I've been looking at some stuff because I'm. But I'm, you're,
0: but you're not against buying pre-owned things in general, right?
1: No, 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 no. I also buy uh, uh, because if you say yeah, I buy uh, secondhand clothes. That sounds really. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say. Poor, but depends if, what it is. But yeah, if it's but, underwear no, but I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can buy second-hand Dior onderbroek the and yeah. then you're gonna pay two thousand euros. No, but I uh, no, I I, I I like vintage uh, clothes. I, I bought a really nice uh, Woolwich uh, vintage uh, jacket, and uh, so what's the no, difference then know, between a. Uh, between that and a, and a watch? Is well, it scratches? Because the coat doesn't scratch I guess? No, you, and then you bring it to the cleaners and it's fine and, you're, and that will cost you 15 euros and it's fine. But with you, when you buy a, a watch and it's completely scratched and... and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, also because it's... it's a, uh, money wise it's a, it's a different ball game. I mean you pay uh, uh, 100 euros for a second hand or vintage uh, yeah, Woolwich would uh, jacket.
0: You, would you buy a car second hand?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I bought my uh, my Alfa Romeo GT secondhand. Never worked, so uh, that was a perfect experience. Yeah. <laughs> also had a cactus, and that was a perfect car. It was so ugly, but it was perfect. Citroen, so, right? Yeah, Citroen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, I don't have any um, real uh, objections to to buying secondhand. It just, but it's not my my go to uh, approach. My yeah.
0: I think uh, I didn't. I didn't count up front, but I think from top of my head, I think two thirds of my watch collection is pre-owned. But wow. also, it also yeah. includes vintage. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't include swatches, I don't count them. Basically, they are watches, of course, but I don't <laughs> include them in my collection count. But I bought all of them new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't mind. And if I uh, if I go back to the to the Seamaster that I'm wearing today, mm-hmm. the Seamaster 300. Um, I'm wondering if there's a difference in feeling of wearing it. I think when wearing it, there's no, it doesn't make a difference for me whether I'm wearing this pre-owned one that I bought a few years ago or when I yeah. bought that first one in 2000. I think the difference is the sentimental thing or or uh, uh, memory that I have because I, I was young, I was 20, let me think, 23. Mm-hmm. and. I bought it, uh, I had to work for it all summer at this job, which was yeah. a nice job. And then I, I remember having the money, go to the shop. Yeah, it's a nice reward. And yeah, exactly, and and buy that watch and live off snicker, snicker bars for the yeah, rest yeah, of the yeah, summer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Definitely. I think the difference is that, what now I just saw it, I wired the money, got the watch, put it on my, so yeah. there's no buying experience. Mm. There was no like sentimental experience of buying this watch. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to when I bought it when I was a student yeah. basically and had to do this summer job for it. So that's the difference but
1: when I'm wearing it
0: that's not really a no, the different no difference. feel.
1: No. But the I've I've been looking at watches from the 90s uh lately because uh, neo vintage. The neo vintage because that's the stuff um that is close to my heart, because I was, I was just before I started writing about watches, I was really into watches, and I loved a lot, and I could, uh, could not afford anything, basically, that's mm-hmm. what, I, what, what, what. So now I see myself looking at the Girard Perregaux, pour Ferrari chronographs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and that's, that stuff is, is you, you, you can get that. Yeah, so that's that's not ridiculously expensive. The Eighties and nineties are still quite uh, yeah reasonably priced.
0: Also, if you look at Abel, for example, yeah, we exactly. often discuss the Ebel Il Ultimiro yeah. chronograph.
1: Fantastic, yeah. fantastic, beautiful watch. watch. But I'm, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, and I was just I'm just curious to see what happens if you now buy something you lusted after uh, a couple of decades ago. Well, it plays into the the sentiment, right? Yeah. Mean, no- no- yeah, nostalgia yeah. feeling, perhaps. Yeah. So then probably it would feel like a, it is a new watch because you never had it before. So but, you'll get a new watch anyway.
2: But do you now feel like sorry that you didn't buy it new at that time? No, I couldn't
1: afford it. So it was it was it was completely out of reach. The same with the, the, the Seahawk, the Girard the Seahawk. It, I love that, but I could never, yeah. never, never, never never afford that. I had it a little bit of good cars.
0: So at some point I bought uh, an old 5-series BMW, which I thought, man, that's the most beautiful car I've ever seen. Yeah. 5 series sedan the E34 yeah. uh, the, the type uh, from the early 90s and um man i loved it so i bought it and uh, it drives fantastic it's a beautiful car mm-hmm. i think i still think it's one of the most uh, i well to use the word iconic yeah. bmw's It's timeless it's, it's timeless, timeless yeah but in the end but perhaps that's also where the, it differs from watches. Yeah, you did feel, man, you're driving an old car because yeah. uh, it was uh, I don't know 15 years old when I bought it or something, and it is an old car. So yeah. compared to a new one, it's not about missing some some features. It's what you feel that the car is older. And it needs more maintenance, yeah. and it drives just differently. It drives nice, but not as
1: smooth as a. As a but that's, a the great thing, that's the great thing about watches, it's, yeah. not, it's not about the, the, the instrumental exactly. uh, abilities no. anymore, no. The, the the practical
0: functions. It's yeah. It. yeah, and I think the designs of the 90s are, in retrospect, not that bad overall. I, I, I think, it, like, if, if I look at the Seamaster the 300M, the, the bracelet was very 90s. Yeah, and very. I started to dislike it, so that's perhaps also why I sold a few. that yeah. didn't like the bracelet anymore, it's very round, it's very 90s. Then they introduced a new one in 2018, and I thought, man, it's so the surface is so flat and it's so has these st- strong edges and yeah, so on. Yeah, this has this. And now I like the 90s bracelet yeah, a little yeah. bit better anymore. From from yeah. aesthetical viewpoint, I think the new one, is quality wise, is nicer. But yeah, from esthetic point, I I think I prefer the bracelet on the 90s uh, on the mm-hmm. 90s model. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, 90s was a great era. I think also for brands like Panerai, they were upcoming and uh, they did some pretty nice mm-hmm. stuff. The, Published this morning an article about buying pre-owned Omega constellations from that time. Yeah, they went all bulky after 2000, basically, but before between 82 it, and absolutely. 2003 or something. Yeah, I think they made some pretty nice constellations that you can definitely wear today.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I agree, and I think it's it's it's, it's the, the 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 trip down memory lane is a, is a, is a nice angle. Um, uh, but but also um, you can just see how watches have evolved, and it's I, it's also with the with the current Porsche nine uh, nine eleven, it's fantastic. But if you look from a, I think, from a design perspective... The 993s, man, they were awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, there is, the, the, uh, yeah. there are just, yeah, more, more purist, I don't know. There's just, uh, the, 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 sometimes older designs are just better. Yeah. yeah. So, so the is not always better. No, 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 yeah. no. no definitely. A, a, same with modern sports Rolexes. I yeah. think uh, non-ceramic bezels just look better.
0: Yeah, they age in general, they age, so ceramic vessels yeah. don't age, and I think the, the aging effect uh, can be nice on those vessels, and the proportions seem to be a bit more uh, on point with the previous models. But they changed it themselves as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. In 2020, I think, they came up with the, the, the current Submariner, yeah. and they made the, the Lux a little bit slimmer again. They were too beefy. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. So they were... Yeah, true. They, they went a little bit more back to the design of the...
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. But talking about divers, I um I bought my Blancpain Bathyscaphe second hand. Oh, of a uh, another uh, watch hacky, uh, yeah, watch uh, enthusiast <laughs> on <Yeah>. Instagram, <laughs> and um, it's the current model, so it's uh it's still available in the shop. Yeah, at the ad, and um, but yeah, he offered me to buy the watch. Yeah. off of him because he was selling it to. Uh, To another dealer, yeah, and he preferred selling it to uh, another enthusiast instead of uh,
0: getting a better price. Yeah,
2: exactly, and um, yeah, I I went to the ad, tried on the watch there because it's still available there, and then you just take into account the difference between the list price and the price that I was going to pay to the to the other guy and. Yeah. yeah, if if the difference is uh if the difference is significant almost, enough, uh, enough, yeah, and, or and significant enough, then and yeah. you
1: probably know that the the watch was uh, was
2: handled with love and uh, and care, and um, yeah, and th- there were scratches on it, and the guy was very honest about it, and he took pictures of all the scratches, and, and yeah. those were exactly the scratches that were there when I received the yeah. watch. Yeah, That's yeah. A, it's a so mental thing
0: because if you buy the watch new, it will also get scratches after a few weeks. Yeah, but then. Yeah. Those are your scratches and so that's a thing that you need to think about. Can I live with that, that it's someone else's scratches or do I want to make my own scratches like legs? Yeah. Um, I don't care that much. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. If it's really dense, then I'm a bit more careful But scratches. In the end, you can also have them buffed out. That's um, true. Yeah. Especially yeah. with gold, it's quite easy because you don't have to lose materials. It can just add material. And these days, if it's really bad with
1: steel, they can do some laser welding. Yeah, but dents in, in, in bezels and stuff, that that's yeah. just something I... Well, at least I you can
0: replace them just the bezel. That's yeah, also an option. So true. Um, I remember when I bought a Yachtmaster with a platinum bezel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was also a scratch on it. I also, that's also my second that I have. And the first one had a scratch in the little triangle on the bezel. And then I... Uh, Inquired once what a replacement bezel would cost. It was like crazy. Yeah, it's 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 not an inlay. The entire thing is platinum. Yeah, so it was really expensive uh, to have it swapped. <sighs> and then I then not just sold the watch. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. For, for me, uh, pre I think buying pre-owned is not a uh, not a bad thing at all. I uh, perhaps I prefer buying pre-owned uh, to some extent. It's what for me is what's important for me is also so. When I just mentioned the Ebel El Primero, those come with well, like specific straps. Yeah. I don't know if you can remember, but the straps are are uh, attached to the watch case in a bit of a strange mm-hmm. way. There is no screw that goes in sideways. It's on the underside. There are two screws that will go through the uh, strap and then are going into the case, in case. basically, and they they tend to. They tend to snap off if there's too much force on the strap or bracelet. It was a bit of a nasty a construction, basically. And I don't mind as long as you know, but if something happens to that watch, uh, you know Abel today is very different from in the 90s and 80s. So what will happen if you damage a watch that you need to have it repaired or that you, have, you need to have a spare parts replaced? Not yeah. movement spare parts because I think that's fairly easy. But spare parts, like the screws that go into the case or a new crown or even a new strap for that watch. Yeah, this is that's a strange, a uh, strange thing. Yeah, um, and then it becomes a bit. Yeah, shall I do it or yeah. shall I leave it? And then it also comes down to the price for me. Yeah, if I can pick up a watch like that for two and a half k, then I think okay, well, I can take the risk. But now I see them already going up, uh, approaching the four k for a bicolor uh, model, and I think yeah, yeah. If something happens. Then it. And you can't wear it anymore because the spare parts are not there. are so expensive that it doesn't make sense anymore. No, I will leave it alone and buy
1: something else. Yeah, I think that's important too. If you buy something, then then, then the, you, you you also want that it can be serviced, that it can be yeah. taken care of. If you buy something that is crazy complicated and yeah. exotic, and then and it's fine, and then something happens, and then what? Yeah, then I think it's rather safe to buy from brands like
0: Rolex, or IWC, yeah. Breitling, Omega, um, then I think it's rather safe because they have their spare parts. You can have these watches serviced even though they're quite old. Yeah, I had one of the, the constellations that I have from the eighties. I needed a link because it didn't came with enough links, and um, even that they had. I mean, you could just order that stuff. Yeah, so that's yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but talking about this, that, that made me uh, reignite my uh, my love for that uh, for that GP. So uh, beautiful watch. I, my, I, yeah, I remember my, those. I kind of like, yeah, yeah. I kind of like them. I, I also think that because it was the highlight, the, the, I, the, all the all the other Ferrari watches to me are are a humongous failure. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not a big Ferrari fan, but it's, it's, it's just somehow the the, the Macaluso uh, era and the connection with uh, Luca di Montezemolo somehow it uh, it feels right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I like shipping, yeah. so that. Uh, and I
0: think it's also important to, to 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 round up the discussion is where do you buy a pre-owned watch? Is it like, Dan, you bought it from another watch enthusiast, which gives you some kind of mm-hmm. a, not a guarantee, but it gives you a, like a confidence, confident feeling to buy from someone else who took good care of it, and perhaps box and papers, everything is there yeah, and
2: so on. It's also a risk at the same time. You don't really know the person. You don't get a warranty. There's a no.
0: guarantee till the door. No. Yeah. And um, I think that's... If you look at Chrono Twenty Four, there's uh, professional dealers there's private sellers, and I think that's also when I go to Chrono Twenty Four, I I rather pick the, the dealers, yeah, because there I also know that I get I get warranty, I guess, yes, and um, yes. You also wire the money to Chrono 24 once you, uh, yeah, and they keep it. Yeah. And when you receive the watch and it's okay, they release the money to the dealer. Yeah. I think that's a nice, like this
1: escrow service basically. It Uh, gives kind uh, of a warranty, uh, right? The the King Seiko I bought uh, through uh, Chrono 24.
0: And did you get your money back because the case fell off? Case back?
1: No, I just
0: <laughs> I just screwed it back in. It was okay, yeah. glued <laughs> <Included>. it. <laughs> yeah, little spit.
1: It just. Oh, uh, <laughs> and do you change straps when you buy a pre-owned watch on that a strap? That, that's the what is the first thing I did yeah. because it came on this horrible black leather, nondescript, with stains. Yeah, no, no, it was it was brand new actually, oh, okay. but it was just yeah, it was a fifty cent strap. Yeah, uh, so that I That I
0: don't understand. If you offer your pre-owned watch for sale, put on a nice strap. I think it really helps selling it.
2: Yeah,
1: you're prob- maybe you maybe he should do that only on Fratello straps. Oh, yeah, Fratello straps.
2: <laughs> yeah, the sailcloth strap on my uh, bathyscaf still smelled like the previous owner. So <laughs> I, uh, Is he listening? It was like cologne. So it, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it was okay. It was but, not, yeah, uh, not was like it? any kind of body smell or no, something. Okay. But, uh, cool water I, from I, Davidoff. Yes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Classic. I, uh, I changed it out for something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's the first thing
0: I do. If I get yeah. in a watch uh, on a leather strap, I change yeah, the yeah, leather yeah. strap immediately. immediately. Yeah. And okay. then, if you buy a pre-owned watch that uh, is from a like a well-known brand, do you change it with a, with a any strap, also from the Fertello shop, for example, or do you want to have the OEM strap from the brand?
1: I I would I would like to keep the uh, the original uh, buckle. That, yeah, that exactly. is one thing. That yeah. is something I
0: really really like. But you can order those, right? Sp- yeah, you can spare. order those. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I do.
1: But I've also become less OCD with, with stuff, also with new watches that you swear straps. that You, you, you don't al- al- always want to change the buckle as no, well when you wear a strap. and yeah. So I, yeah, don't, I don't mind that
0: much. The, yeah, I d- also don't mind. I, I have some original buckles from brands, but it's more, does it fit the case? So if it's a brushed case, I want a brushed yeah, buckle. If it's a gold case, yeah. I want a gold buckle. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I take that I that yeah. I
0: take into account. Last thing for you, Dan. How important are box and papers for you when you buy a pre-owned watch?
2: Important. Yeah, I bought. I think all the watches I uh, bought pre-owned. They all have uh, box and papers. Mm. And yeah, Why? it's not a warranty for anything because people can buy them separately or whatever. But still, having the whole set. Um, is for me also a feeling that i have like everything together that the watch was probably not stolen off someone's wrist or anything and
1: yeah. but your watches are relatively new right yeah the, the, the oldest the, one
2: is from 2006 yeah i, I mean yeah, yeah two thousand. because
1: if you go back to the 70s then yeah, then, it, then it becomes very different yeah yeah so yeah but if it if it is newish Yes, then yeah. you would...
0: About, uh, that's a good topic actually, the stolen watches thing. There's a register online mm-hmm. for stolen watches. I think you have to Google it, but it's, but there is a register. But what I recently heard at an event is a guy who works, uh, I think for the police or something, or for the tax authorities. Anyway, so they confiscate watches from uh, uh, criminals. Yeah. And then they auction these watches yeah. through certain auction houses. Yeah, the Domainen. Domainen, Yes. But they use different auction houses these days. Yeah. But what you need to take care of is um, they don't always check where these watches come from. So ah. if it's a if it's a stolen watch, yeah, you're still you in trouble. It, and you buy it from an auction house, and you put it, you, you you send it in for service to somewhere, and they check if it's stolen or not. You lost your watch, and the auction house that does these things for the government, they are not liable. Oh wow. Oh. Well, it's in their uh, disclaimer. So, okay. peoples out there, yeah. if, bu- <laughs> if you buy a watch from uh, <laughs> from this uh, this auction ox- uh, these auction houses where they sell confiscated
2: watches, yeah. be aware of this. Maybe we should put a, put a link to that uh, stolen watches li- uh, list.
0: Oh yeah, I will put it in the show notes mm. of this podcast, this uh, stolen watch register.
2: I also didn't know about it. It's this. a Fratello top tip. Yeah, yes. Exactly.
0: Okay, thanks for joining this podcast and uh, thanks for listening and if you have any comments or tips then please leave them uh, in the comments of the show notes till next time